Hello everyone, welcome back to our fireside chat. Uh, this is the second fireside chat of Trench 22. And uh, for today, the topic that we ended up uh, choosing was pressure, dealing with pressure, right? So I believe that all of us as software people, we've been in loads of different software projects, working for many different types of companies, companies of all shapes and forms and sizes and with different types of people. And I believe that all of us experience some some sort of pressure let's say or working under pressure and i think this is a good topic for us to discuss uh, but i believe that there are multiple types of pressures and the ways that we cope with them might differ so why don't we start there maybe like uh so i don't know guys like what what are the different types of pressures that you can think of and so can we describe them a little bit why do they exist and also like how do you deal with them? Yeah, let, let's start from there. Before we even talk about different types of pressure, I think it'll be nice to define pressure as well. Cool. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> the way the way that I, I mean, I have no kind of literary uh, un, kind of understanding of you know what what that means from a psychological perspective, but I can describe it how I I feel pressure, and that is that. You know, when there is a mismatch between my ability to achieve certain things and and the expectations both that I have and other people may have around achieving them, right? So there's that mismatch where you know you you start feeling pressure when you when you start fearing that you will not achieve the things that you're expecting yourself to achieve or others are expecting you to achieve yeah yeah and and also I'll, i would say that this is something that is super common no like you a lot of the time you don't really have a lot of uh say no in other people so you you can maybe change your own expectations as this is probably a source or or a type of uh of pressure no that the self-imposed uh one no it's like i want to do better or, or i said certain expectations about how i should respond in certain situations no. but uh, the external ones no, or the expectations that other people may have um is something that you can't influence a lot right and uh and because they're gonna be there like dealing specifically with those i think is quite quite important no? and you and you get this all the time like if you have a client they are going to have expectations uh, around when is something going to be delivered no or they may have an idea of what the product needs to look like or all of these things is is quite um quite easy for them to turn into pressure no? uh, when you're working in a project so so you mentioned uh a few different pressures like mesh i liked your perspective like it's a more philosophical perspective in terms of like well more more uh i liked how you define like for example is when you feel under pressure it's not that exactly the type of pressure but it's like is when you feel that you are not able to achieve from what i understood what is potentially expressed so there is a, an expectation or some some other constraints and you feel that given your skills and the amount of time that you might have, you might not meet those expectations. And that's what, and that's when you consider that you are under pressure. Is that correct? That's where you came. 
Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and at the end of the day, is pressure is always internal. It's what you feel, right? All these other internal and external things contribute. Like, for example, Jose said, you know, you might have other people expecting things of you and you may not be able to change that, right? The same expectation, two people in the same team may feel it differently. It's to do with how you translate expectations of other and the environment around you into the expectations onto yourself. Because at the end of the day, what really matters is what you expect of yourself, right? There are many sources of, of that expectations, but it's what you expect of yourself that then adds to that pressure. Added to that is certain fears as well, right? Is the consequences of not being able to achieve, right? What kind of consequences you subject yourself at that point, there might be more objective consequences as well. Like, for example, you can lose your job. That could be considered a bit more objective consequence on, on the pressure. But it's those fears that add to, to this as well. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I would like you to go back to it, because like, you, you brought a, a, a perspective, Max, that I, was, that I didn't consider much. Because normally when you talk about pressure, you always like, uh, see that from the, pers the external perspective, like the, the thing that is putting pressure on you. But, mm. but for example, you gave a very uh, interesting point because this is certainly true. Uh, like I experienced that myself multiple times where being part of a team, some people might feel under pressure while others don't. Right. So and, and the, the external factors are exactly the same. But Jose also mentioned, like as uh, in his opening statement, like all the different types of pressure as well. So he mentioned quite a few. He mentioned even self-imposed pressure. That is not something that uh, quite often people talk about, but mentioned deadlines. We mentioned like clients from a, a uh, pressure from a client. So uh, there is a lot for us to talk here. So why don't we pick like, let's say, one type of situation? uh let's say like a, a a common uh situation is we are in a project we are all developers in that or any software professional in that project and maybe we could start from i don't know there are some deadlines uh, from someone so this is one type of pressure so how can we cope with that or even how can we define what are the different types of deadlines in there uh that we need to deal with it actually like the way i see it is that is you know the, this is quite a common thing right uh, there's a bunch of stakeholders they're imposing a deadline and because we're talking about pressure here is that at least some people in the team or yourself don't think that they're achievable right now you're thinking am i gonna have to work overtime am i gonna have to really burn the kind of midnight oil to get get that sorted right but i think before we just the way I would handle this kind of thing and I, I have in the past is that always think from the perspective of okay, there are there are a who is at where is this pressure coming from and <clears throat> and why why are we facing that? In in some cases, if let's say that the pressure is coming from stakeholders, let's say you know your bosses, delivery managers, whoever is outside the team is bringing this pressure in or even a delivery manager inside the team is bring, bringing this pressure in, right? Let's just take that example. And they're saying that, you know, we must have these features done by this particular time, and the whole team is, you know, uh, or at the very least, you think that it's not possible. Now, 
first of all if the whole team one thing is to understand well is it just you that who thinks it's not possible is it or is it the whole team so you are a team and i think first thing is to align yourself with the team either you know it, the first thing is to kind of really communicate that like listen i don't think this is possible and these are the reasons that i i don't think this is possible and and then hear from the team keep an open mind and see if the team thinks the same the the simplest way is that the team thinks the same as you right and then you can present a single front to the stakeholder now the stakeholder may be imposing a deadline because they themselves are under certain pressures <clears throat> they themselves might think that this is not possible well in that case why you know actually lying or uh, to yourself or or to the to the uh, delivery uh, the stakeholder is 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 not the best thing right it's because you may if the whole team is saying this is not achievable you've got a pretty powerful position to deal with your stakeholder and then the stakeholder may be doing this because they don't fully understand <clears throat> or they think that putting pressure on you may, might give them a bit extra uh, you might achieve a bit more and their let's say failure to deliver might be less uh, acute right so then you can start talking to the stakeholder on like you know what what is achievable what's not achievable and helping them understand why and so that you can then kind of bring them to yourself and then you know if the, if the pressure to them is coming from elsewhere help them relieve that pressure so you kind of keep go, going upwards so it's all about communication visibility trying to establish trust but also trying to establish the reasons behind why certain things are not achievable <clears throat> so you you're trying to deal with that situation that's taking the point of view that everybody is you know they're either ill informed they all want to do the right thing but they're ill informed or or they or, or you know they're lacking certain information if that's the point of view then this will help but in certain cases it's just about politics right it's about us and them and certain stakeholders don't just see you as uh you know and in the uh, uh, as they they have their own objectives and they don't care and this will happen as well but in that case if your team is aligned you are again in a strong position to hold your position right you you've gone the first way and try to make it visible try to make them understand everything and if they still don't understand then you can take a position as well that as long as it's well informed position and and reasoned and it's it's communicated well and it it is not taking a negative perspective it's not like oh no we can't do it but rather we this cannot happen because of the reasons this is all the things we are trying to make it happen faster or better and and we we done all in our power to be able to do it but there is a kind of a there's laws of physics that are preventing this right and then you do take a position well, one thing that I would say is that it requires uh, uh, that the scenario that you described requires two main things. One is uh, empathy, like that ability to not only know what's happening to you and understand it, but also what is happening to the other person. Why are they requesting this and so on? Right? Like, what is it their situation? And being able to put yourself in in their shoes and have that conversation from a point of view of not uh, not antagonizing, but you know, problem solving, which is would be the second part, no? Because uh, if you think it may not be possible, there are still things that you can do either to minimize the risk or to uh, make sure that 
the things that are possible are the the most important ones. And this is again going back to agile and uh, uh, the way that we work. No, uh, it's about that value. What is it that has value? Does everything have to be there by that deadline? or are the things that are more important. And then you can start problem solving together once you understand where, where everyone is coming from, right? And that's a much healthier conversation than just saying no. Because, uh, Matt, it, it sounds a bit like you can stand your ground. Sounds a bit like, no, we're not going to do it. And I know this is not what you were saying, right? But but someone could say, oh, this is what I've been trying to do. Like, they're crazy. Like, how how is it possible that someone, you know, set a date for, for this? No, and, right? And and sometimes those dates or, or, or those are there for a reason. We just don't know uh, why uh, that is, right? And and that curiosity and that uh, ability to, to, hey, let's, let's solve this together because everyone knows, as you were saying, everyone's coming to this wanting to do the best they can no and and wanting for things to to go well right so that's yeah a, that's a yeah. good I, I think the standing the ground is in a very particular scenario where there is a as i said a lot of things have been done but there is a an environment where there is an us in them and you you you've done everything in order to alleviate that and this is basically in more dysfunctional organizations you know where there are political gains and people are incentivized in ways you know where they are uh, you know they they put pressure on otherwise you know they oh, the, don't get the, into a certain club or, or they have some interesting in things going wrong as well right? so some yeah. people may actually be working against well yeah <laughs> they, benef they benefit from like look i've done everything i'm kind of putting the pressure on i'm cracking the whip and see they still failed you know and they don't it doesn't matter whether the team is passes of or, or is successful or failed actually what matters is that they're seen to have put the pressure on they've seen to have cracked the whip and those kind of environments do exist and sometimes certain kind of people they just cannot be reasoned with right mm -hmm. and i think it's in that that's the a very uh kind of a specific scenario where you do have to stand your ground but uh, but of course, that's not where you start. You start with working and problem solving together. Exactly. And I think that like in, in the, the previous episode, we even touched upon a little bit on this. And uh, I believe like, again, this is anecdotal uh, evidence and maybe uh, a side effect of the, the, the kind of, um, I don't like to choose the word bubble, but like the kind of circles that we interact. So, who we are as a company and the whole focus on software craftsmanship and uh, embracing agile, our clients, they tend to, to share a lot of those values as well. So we don't encounter uh, those extreme cases as often as we used to encounter in the early days of our career. So for example, those, those organizations where there's no collaboration that people just come top down and stuff, although we acknowledge that they exist, but I, at least I like to think at least given our experience, they are far fewer today than they were in the past. And, it, and, and sometimes every time that we talk about pressure, we end up talking about those very dysfunction top down as if they were the majority. I like to think that they are not anymore. But just to, to put a stone on that one, if we are in that organization, I can only see two cases. And, and now remember, we are, as you said, Mesh, you don't start there, but we are assuming that now we are working with really old school organizations. 
there are a few things that you can do one just leave right if it, but like if it, before that you do that so if the other person is being really unreasonable and stuff there are a few things that you can try just before you leave in my view one is the power of documenting things it's amazing how you can shift responsibility just putting that external pressure back into an email and say look i know that you are pushing us hard to do that we already gave you all the explanations in the world why this might not be possible all the risks and stuff but quite often those conversations happen in meetings but never formally you don't have anything written down formally and, and the very few situations where i had to deal with that in a, in a more like I was still not at the point that I was ready to resign yet, but I was really, and normally this is coming from one person. Now it's not like, sometimes you have one person that is difficult, but everyone else is still more reasonable. And then there is a power to say, look, I give you all the information. So what I will do, I will put that down in an email and I'm gonna copy you and everyone else involved, including maybe your boss or something else. Like this is what we are saying. If we want to go ahead, we're gonna go ahead. But those are the risks. This is what we are saying. As soon as you want to document, because what you are doing when you do that, you you are now shifting the responsibility. Because if you just take the pressure, nothing is documented. You failed if you don't achieve. But as soon as you say, like, this is the agreement that you are doing, and those are the information that we are providing even before we start, now you're making the person that is putting the pressure part of that decision and also responsible for its success and failure. Because now it's all documented, all the risks are in there, and the person still gave the go-ahead. So you see what I'm saying? So there is a lot of power in, in, in expanding that conversation to more people and documenting those. Yeah, communication, basically. Make it visible and don't exactly. take it on to yourself. If you've been forced to make certain decisions, yeah. You will see that just, and you don't need to be very forceful. So like, okay, so as we're discussing here, so what I will do, and you notify the person, say, look, okay, what I will do, I'll put that on an email and I'm gonna copy everyone. As soon as you start going that direction, you already feel the conversation changing a bit. If the person on the other side is, they are being a bit, uh, I don't know what the adjective would be, but like, so, so this is one way, but again, like if you are always working in that way, if everything you need to do, you need to, to go to this length, uh, you should reconsider. But again, those are, I, I would like to park that because normally they, those are yeah, that's the an minority. Exception, not the rule. Yeah, exactly. So I think that is not helpful. So maybe we should talk more about things that are assuming that people are all trying to do a good job. We have a better relationship that is more of the norm in companies embracing agile today. Uh, but we still have deadlines. We still have like the features that we need to deliver by. We still have clients waiting for things. We have external deadlines. So what would be a better way? So it's because you still need to commit to something, right? So most of the time. Well, we, I think we already touched a little bit on this, right? Like we, when we talked about empathy and problem solving, the, the problem solving part it depends on the tools that you have no? and, and what context you're working in. Um, it it's what we discussed. Can we, you know, reduce the scope? Can we, you know, increase the team? That like there are plenty of things that maybe you can try. Or you know, can we de-risk this thing by building a walking skeleton and then adding the the uh, the features so that way we can know sooner, no, that, that we have an issue and not finding at the end. Like all of those things are kind of uh, building trust. Uh, you know, like the 
the the objective of of reviews and how people call it demos and so on is is also to build that trust and for you know stakeholders to see the progress with their own eyes and they can provide uh input and so on so building those relationships and having that clear communication transparency a uh, not hiding things under the rug but you know facing them you know if you know that they're face them and and, and try to solve them no and i think that's that's the way to go right. at least in the context that we're discussing now no exactly exactly uh, well one thing i think out of all those things i would say is that the fast feedback loop which is the principle behind agile is one of the most important things i've experienced in throughout my career as one of the great pressure relievers right it's uh, in fact i've seen where when i first started working as a software developer there wasn't even an idea of team as that often they used to give pro work to different people uh, you know yeah. uh, everyone got mm -hmm. this thing to do and there wasn't really a an idea of a team working on it was managed on, by per, uh, per person yeah. yeah exactly and what they what happened often happened is that you'd kind of go away into your corner sometimes for months and you'd have like a large thing to to finish and in the end you would you would get you know uh, you, you'd be working day and night towards the end for that, right? And I remember it being such a big source for my, even for myself, source of pressure because it's almost like open heart surgery and you have so much inventory built up. And because you're not really taking the feedback as well, you're all, the pressure is building on what kind of success this thing that you're doing would have. And it gets worse and worse because the amount of investment is building on a daily basis, right? And then, and and you you may have taken a wrong turn somewhere, and you have just realized that you've taken a wrong turn. But that wrong turn was a month ago, and there was no one to kind of inform you. And now you are You're trying committed. to kind of close. Now, now uh, you need to something cost fall, no uh, fallacy. Like yeah, I already exactly. went down this way. We need to go all the way. <laughs> or or even worse, you've backtracked, but you can't now say to to your stakeholder, like, listen, I've just wasted the last month <laughs> and I'm gonna have to start again. Because so this and this was quite a common occurrence. I know you and it used to cause a lot. So like working in an iterative fashion and working as a team on a daily basis where you are exposing making transparent your work and also understanding others and demo as you said you know demoing to the client or whoever your stakeholders are getting the feedback and you know moving accordingly all these things actually a terrific way to relieve the pressure of yourself and and work in a much more uh collaborative manner basically i never uh, thought exact uh about the, the 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 short feedback loop the, as a stress reliever or pressure reliever as you mentioned which is very very true and i, I really like what how, how you i never thought about this way but 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 i i can certainly relate to that because sometimes you just take it for granted uh because like if i look back for the past i don't know 10 or even more years like since we start working on more agile fashion as you <clears> said like 15 years ago probably when we really started uh working that way uh, uh, yeah, I, no doubt. If I compare to to that, to my life before agile, uh, I was far more stressed before. And, and it's not interesting what you were saying because you are constantly adapting and just say, okay, what can we do next? What we can we do next? And constantly reshaping. Um, 
there are uh, a few things that uh, uh, what I take from this, for example, and this is uh, dealing with the pressure. Like I like how you said, Mesh, that is something that you feel. Of course, that there is the external factors, but some people might feel more pressure than others, even with exactly the same external uh, factors. So, which means, which goes back to like which puts back the responsibility on you to relieve that pressure. Because the worst thing that you can do is just to take it. Oh, I'm feeling under pressure now, I just need to deal with that, like on my own and stuff. So the only way that you can do that is if you do something about it. Because as, like, as we discussed, your colleagues might not be feeling the same way, but you are. So you will need to take that initiative and say, look, I need to talk about this, you know? and get some help and from my colleagues or change the way we work and stuff and 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 quite a few of them uh it's well it's, this is much easier when you also build a good relationship with people right so but again the responsibility is on you to to make sure that you can have those conversations and making other people comfortable and, and understanding i think that a lot of people feel under pressure but they are not curious enough to understand why it's not only the empathy side, as, as Jose mentioned and stuff, it's really having the curiosity of going a few levels up and say like, where is this coming from, right? So uh, 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 we have an example in one of our clients uh, where it's a very large client and, and, and the, the CEO all of a sudden that is not very involved with the teams, all of a sudden came in blazing and say, hey, we have this deadline. And we need to do that. And we had to reshape our teams and refocus and stuff. And we were all, where is this coming from? Fortunately, we have a good relationship with people, but we also were curious. So then we start digging and digging and digging. And think one thing that we need to get done, for example, by April, is because there is a regulatory uh, deadline for December, end of December. So then we were aware of that deadline, but what then, why we are working against March to April deadline. This was not clear to us. But then uh, we start developing that curiosity because then, for example, in this large organization that I'm talking about, they have more than 10,000 clients using their products. And the regulation says that all of their clients need to have the new version of the product that is compliant with that regulation by the end of the year. So then we say like, okay, Again, why is you March and April? Because it takes them about six months to roll out the new version of the software across all the, the, the 10,000 or more clients that they have. Because there is installation, there are software on-premise, there are other ones that need to migrate and stuff. And before they start rolling out, they need to do all the due diligence because a regulatory software. You cannot have a bug in there or certain bugs might cause a serious damage. So... The, it's not just automated tests that goes into that. There are far more things that there are loads of integration. So as we start walking backwards, then we start seeing why we are talking about March, but we had to have a lot of curiosity to understand the entire life cycle of the software, all the way down to the details of the regulation of what needs to be delivered for us to, to understand why we had to be ready development-wise uh, <clears throat> by April. But then there is another level of curiosity. So then we understood the deadline. But then what, we, what we're still not clear is, what is the scope that we need to achieve by that deadline? And then we also need to understand more about those regulations, more about what's really necessary, because then we need to calibrate scope in it. 
And we need to become very creative. If like if the seller team is not capable of doing, what are the alternatives that you're going to do? Because we need to get more people involved. So it's not only just say, hey, it's not going to be possible, as you were saying, Mesh, uh, or only have an empathy. It's like, okay, there is pressure in here, but I will need to do far more to alleviate and really help the organization. But I'll need to really think out of the box and understand the entire process and act in multiple fronts. It, in these it's, examples, it's almost it's it's actually a, a, a responsible attitude to uh, to take. You know, when someone comes with some external pressure to understand the sources behind it, and in fact, I would flip that that actually not uh, acknowledging those things and internalizing the forces of those pressures could actually be quite unprofessional. And the example I would give is the kind of uh, team member and we've uh, I've definitely had those where where you are expecting some things to be done and they'll say yeah yeah it'll be done it'll be done it'll be done uh, uh, and then on the day that it's meant to be done it's like no it's not done and so that that is actually people are not doing it because they they ha have a they they mean mean bad actually they mean well what they're trying to do is they're internalizing those pressures to say okay i'm experiencing that pressure and somehow thinking that it's their fault and i'm gonna fix my fault you know i'm gonna work all night tonight and i'm gonna get this sorted and not not really making that visible to the rest of the team and making it a team problem so they can help but at the time that they make that visible is when there is no time to help right and, That's and this this cat to me is unprofessional and and people think that they're doing the right thing right like i always yeah. like uh, you can ask some of the people like if if i see them you know staying late or whatever like i i would ask them hey what's happening because sometimes people say you know i'm i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do more but what they're actually doing is they're hiding a problem Right. If we're not getting there, they're basically, you know, putting a blanket over it and trying to deal with it themselves. No. And maybe the prior will go through and we'll get there on time. But at what expense? Yeah. Because then you have burnout and et cetera, et cetera. Right. So so that is something that is very like you are not like ask for help. Like if there is an issue and you're, you're seeing that issue, don't be a hero. Like the whole hero culture, I feel like it's a terrible it's a terrible thing, right? Both on, on that side, you, you end up burning people and so on. But also, some people create problems just because they'll be able to <laughs> to solve them, which is <clears throat> another uh, extreme, no? So ask, asking for help is also a good way of dealing with, with pressure. And you should stop and say, okay, realistically, can I deal with this? Wouldn't it be easier to... and under that pressure, a lot of the time is is very difficult to see how other people could help you, and this happens. You know, it happens to us. Like if we have a lot of stuff to get done, like sometimes I find myself thinking, "Hey, it will take me less time if I do it myself, even if I have to go to bed, you know, late or whatever, than if I now have to pass this on to someone else who may not have a clear idea of what to do and so on and so forth." But that is an issue. Right, like you should still uh, work on on solving those things, right?
um and and i feel again things like programming or etc like help a lot in in lowering the cost of things like that no so so we yeah, we you we talked about like uh the the, uh, the example i gave was on an external deadline uh you now mentioned uh, uh a pressure jose if i understood correctly it's more like about when you have a lot of things to do as well and you feel under pressure because you have too much on your plate right so then again that the, the attitude towards that is very different from the one that we mentioned before it's more about okay at some point i need to find a way to, to because like it's not that uh <laughs> The, the metaphor of the, the plate, maybe I'm stretching a bit too much, but you have a lot of things on your plate. It's not that as soon as you eat something, you you just, it's just the, the food that is left. No, as soon as the, you create the, some space, someone comes in and put another, another yeah, exactly. yeah, spoon of, 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 of food in, in your plate, right? They, they tap that, that hole that you just ate. So, so uh, yeah. On that front, like limiting uh, work in progress is, is something that personally helps me a lot. Yes, I have a lot of things. I write them down and I choose, okay, which ones are the one that I need to start working on? And I, and I start working on those and I try to get, you know, I may have a couple at the same time, but don't. I try not to take too much. When I start feeling like there's something hanging, you know what I mean? Like this, this, this feeling of dread no that that uh, there is something that i'm not getting to uh that's that's already well kind this of... this is a really important thing actually because our brains you know they they're not really made to handle too many things at once i think it's like 5 plus or minus 2 something it's kind of that kind of number we can't remember much uh but what happens is that i mean there's a book called strategies for your brain <clears throat> and uh uh, in in there they basically talk about like it's almost you, your brain like it's the the i think the the most um time uh, energy consuming part is the most uh, advanced part and they they say that it it's actually when it's in in when it's working it takes a lot of energy and they they give the analogy of a um a theater play right there's a stage set and that stage can get very crowded. And at any time there is a play going on. And if there are multiple voices talking about different things, then it becomes incoherent and suddenly things stop working the way they should work. Right. And so they, they say like, think of it as like cleaning up that stage, having only one, one actor speaking at a time and not making it overcrowded and if you have and they talk about this if you have too many things in flight even if you move if you kind of time slicing it you're moving from one thing to the other what your the the lizard brain and like the system two is doing is throwing those in uh, uh, those th kind of thoughts into what you are currently doing so it stresses you out it, like stresses me out as sandro knows this right when I have too many things to do, it's the only thing that really stresses me out. If I've got, I have to start, finish, start, finish, start, finish. But if I'm starting something and one thing piles up and I have to go there and then another thing comes in and I have to go there, I get really, really stressed because you start losing your way back. You're like, I'm going to finish this and then I have to go and finish this and I have to, and suddenly things become very, very uh, chaotic. And that's when you you then 
you lose agency. You think, okay, this this is overwhelming. I think that's the feeling. You get overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that you have to do because there are too many things that you you are doing currently. Yeah, this is this is something that I I still don't do well, right? So, and this also uh, certain jobs that we play they are less favorable <laughs> to cert- for certain things. For example, when I was working full time as a developer mainly in an agile team, it's much easier to create that uh, sustainable pace, that that cadence. And we have tons of methodologies that we use, right? So from Scrum, from Kanban, and and like from user stories, from tickets, and and all the sort of stuff, and acceptance criteria, and pair programming, and demos. And so so you have like a stream, right? It's easy to create a stream because you are always working in that product. You are getting more features done, maybe uh, changing architectures, whatever. As soon as you go for certain positions, mainly management positions, you start, there's there's no such a thing, like there are not things that you can necessarily, of course, there's always things that you can drop, but like you, it's, it's the nature of that role. You need to deal with a lot of stuff every day, right? So, and one meeting is completely different from the next. Because there are loads of people, loads of things that you need to do, and and we, at least well myself, uh, came to the position that we are now quite quick in a way. Well, well, the change from a developer to the thing that I do now was fast, let's say. And, and we didn't only train for what we do now. <laughs> no, no. So I came from a much more structured, uh, right? So way of working, and and then quite often uh, that is the, 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 the self-inflicted pressure that we put because we also want, it's not that we are only doing a lot of things and we cannot do them, uh, all of them. We also want to do them well, right? This is another problem that uh, I feel that I don't cope well because yes, I need to deal with a lot of things. The only way to solve that is if I change the, the work that I do. Because the, the position that, are, that that we play or, or people play in certain, you need to deal with multiple problems at the same time forever. That is your job, right? Juggle multiple balls. Of course, you can delegate and stuff, but even when you delegate, you still need to talk to the people that you are delegating things to, right? So, but then there is the, on top of that, that we want to do things very well. And that goes back to what you're saying, Jose. Sometimes you feel like, you know what, well, I can do that much faster, better and stuff than just delegating. Then you, so, and then when you delegate, you, you, well, the person is doing their best, but it's not necessarily how you would have done. So, so this is an area I think that uh, is, if I don't have a, a proper solution, I, I don't like to say people, hey, use the task list, use these, or because for me, I still haven't found one that works for me, at least. Hey, I, uh, what I have to say about that is that it's, again, sorry that I'm bringing it up again, but it is about empathy, empathy with, with yourself. Mm. <laughs> like, how do you feel if this doesn't get done perfectly right like the the way that you think it should be done or the way that you think if you had time and all yeah you could do it right and and being okay with that yeah and not not feeling bad about it or uh, knowing that you know you can do better next time right like okay i'll do it this uh, time is going to be like this but you know this is the first time i'm doing it. i don't have enough time etc cetera, etc cetera. let's see if the next time that i have to do it i will go over it etc et and 
and and and it's about empathy <laughs> with with yourself with yourself yeah protecting yourself from that it, like, it's a bit I'm, like that it's a bit like yeah. like at some point like if you're overwhelmed like this is uh, and again i i didn't start like this but i i do approach it like this uh now right it's like i have a, a ton of things to do some of these things, i know that i'm not going to be capable of doing it like some of these things are going to drop okay which ones yeah this is super important blah blah okay so i'll prioritize this this you know can i delegate yes no and then i rather delegate and not have it done perfectly or or not done at all yeah and and this is also where the rationale comes from like okay we we'll do we did the best you know that uh the retrospective uh what, what's it called the the prime directive of the retrospective no uh, everyone mm. did the best they could with the information they had and so on it's a right. bit like that as well <laughs> yeah, it's like hey i'm trying to do the best i can and the best i can it may not be perfect and that is okay as well as long as it is i'm doing the best i can and it's still not enough great you exactly you, you find a better way of doing it next time you will uh, prioritize better you will uh, foresee that these things can happen and sort of like mitigate the risk like you know that's that's the way that i approach it at least i think it's also part of that is how we see ourselves right <clears throat> part of it like it's again it's got to boils down to empty but it's not just about being kind to yourself it's actually about the image that we have of ourselves, you know, like, for example, we've come from a, a very, let's say, you know, development, you know, on the ground background, right? And we, you start coming into management. And actually, we still see ourselves as developers and not managers. And sometimes we, sometimes we think that actually the, the success criteria of that, uh, of our job is that that thing gets done well and often we equate to that us doing that thing well right so we kind of and it's partially it's a bit of a hero complex as well you know you kind of jump right down into it because you want it done well right and then when it's done well you think yeah you know what well, yeah i jumped in it 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 went all right and so great but what you actually f often we fail to see is that actually that wasn't our job our job was to help people do that job well and not do it ourselves. So we haven't done our job well. We went and did it. The job happened, but that wasn't our job. And so uh, it's also about seeing what your job is. And and so when we come to kind of this kind of delegation and, and those kind of things, is, it, is that, you know, kind of stop, stop doing what we were doing before when that was our job and start doing what our job is now which is to actually enable other people to to get to to do that and i think we often and and this is related to pressure because what happens is we go ahead and we do that but then we come back and we kind of at the back of our mind know that there's all these things that needed to be done but they can't be done now because i've spent all my time doing that and uh, and yeah. that then adds to adds to that pressure as well. No, certainly, uh, the, the, no doubt. And and of course, that is uh, that is the, the type of the the self inflicted pressure uh, in there is also because, for example, a lot of people that went to management follow similar traject trajectory. As soon as they didn't go from a developer to like 
managing a very large organization, right? So, uh, but the, you go that progressively, but like one thing that happens when you, <laughs> like this, this uh, the self-inflicted pressure is because you always want to push yourself. And that is a self-inflicted pressure as well. So then, for example, you, uh, although I, I still don't think that I cope well, not, it's not that I don't cope well, that's not even true. I feel uh, pressured, but like I, I cope well with that pressure. See what I'm saying? I, I, it's not a pressure that I'm, I'm bothered, that I, I'm complaining about. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Because I always push for more. As soon as I get comfort with one level, so I want to do more things now. So I'm not doing enough. And, and so that that so there is that always like asking for more, getting more and more. Uh, so, but this is not someone that cannot cope with pressure. It's just like they are self-inflicting that pressure to do more and to achieve more but they accumulate far more as well. And, well, and not everyone is, does well. In a, way, in a way, it is not being able to cope with pressure, to be, to be honest, because, you know, it depends on what the end result is. The, if the end result is burnout, then it's, it is, in a way, not coping with pressure because, you know, you're giving yourself more and more to do and you're not creating that space where you can have, where you, you can have some rest. And at some point, you know, you burn out and it's happened to me me a few times in fact like it it took me a while to kind of you know like at at the weekend for example sometimes i feel like you know you sat there and kind of just relaxing and you feel guilty it's like i could be doing some things right and but but you don't really because you know value that you know actually this is also important like resting yourself so you can be more productive later is also important so the yeah that drive actually that's the internal drive that can add to the pressures and can can lead to burnout basically mm -hmm. you know like the i don't want to make too much about us but it's, it's, it's an interesting topic for example i was having this conversation with my wife the other day because she said oh you're looking tired and, and uh, are you enjoying what you're doing and stuff and she said, like, if you were working for a different company, if, if you were an employee somewhere else, I would be asking, like, are you sure that you want to do this, you know? And then I was I was making a distinction between being tired and being burned out or also being tired and being unhappy because there is a huge difference in here. I right? think that's a good topic, and we should probably have a, a fireside chat on burning out if we haven't we haven't had it already no. i don't think so uh, we should we so. should talk about that because i think it also came up in one of the old hands that we had someone yeah. asked a question and it's related this. to this as well mm. but yeah but i just like okay i think we, we can move on i just want you to finish that because like there is a difference right so when you are just feeling tired but but you sense you have a sense of accomplishment and and the difference like, and then she like we were discussing and then she said well the difference between you when i met you like 20 years ago and now is is not the intensity like you have exactly the same intensity that you had now you're just better at coping with farm with a volume of work far larger than you used to cope with but the intensity of, of pushing and stuff is exactly the same so so and this is an important distinction right because like the the burnout uh i'm not sure if when you are you are pushing yourself but you are still enjoying you might be tired, but I'm not sure if you get to the burnout. The burnout, I think that is also, again, Jose, I accepted the, the, we can have a separate episode on that. But like, I think that the burnout might also imply some sort of unhappiness or dissatisfaction 
so but anyway we, we can move on there are there are different types of pressure we've been spending we spent a lot of time in this kind of pressure but like we can talk about different types of pressure that uh, you know one relate. one uh, type of pressure that we haven't uh, discussed uh, at least not not you know, to our level is social pressure and this right. is a very common uh, thing as well like if other people are doing it then you may feel pressure to either do it or and so on and this is this is quite uh, no. I, it, it can happen in a team anywhere, and and people sometimes don't realize that if you're part of the majority, that is already kind of adding on to to the problem, no, so to speak. And you you can see it, you know, if we're discussing whether to do X or Y, no, or the the the, the whole having an opinion on on things or making a decision. Uh, is is also another of those factors, and people are yeah, not that aware that. You know. Give a few examples, because the, the the social pressure, I'm totally aware uh, of social pressure. Let's say that you don't uh, agree. Let's but, say that you're but within with a, the, the work environment. Let's within the work environment, examples. let's say that. Uh, I'm gonna put an example. Yeah, working late, for example. Work related. Let's say that you. No, work talking... working late. Let's say is an example. People work late. It's, it's oh, for, for instance, works late. Oh, right. so, so that's a that's a good example. I was thinking more on you know you defending what you think, no, and right. and everyone else. Let's say I don't think a, you know, let, let's I'm gonna take it to a very no. Let's say that we're doing a, a peer salary review, and I don't think this person is doing a good job. Yeah. And I say, but there's other five people that are in this uh, meeting, no? And they they do think for whatever reason, I'm not going to, like, they may not even know uh, what the person's job is, etc. But they don't agree that that's the, that's the situation. You may feel pressured to, to say, okay, yes. And, and, and just release that pressure right like i I'm, i don't want to go against what everyone i don't want you to be the bad person i don't want to because yeah. then uh, people are going to think oh he's got it in no for for this person or they no it, it's not a personal thing i just don't feel like this is the no and i know about this etc etc right so that's that's one example working late is another example right like everyone is working late and you you're done you wanna you wanna go yeah, home. exactly exactly <laughs> mainly, mainly we weren't working in offices like like we would actually go to the physical offices like the time that you arrive in the morning who arrives early who leaves late and this kind of stuff right so you you, you used to see that right uh, you you're touching on uh, again there's a certain things that uh, you still want to like you know Unless that is pre-agreed, you can show up every day at 12, uh, you know, if, if you have a, a set of core hours, etc. One thing is flexibility. Another is, you know, not being there when you're needed, <laughs> you know, that's, that's basically, uh, it boils down to that, no? I so, think so. So that that one, you know, there are different strategies for relieving those pressures, right? So the pressure about the example that you gave, Sandro, where, like, for for example, you know, it's a lot of the team is staying around. You think, oh, well, it's six o'clock or five o'clock, and a lot of people are still sticking around. And like, I, I, I'm done. I need to go home. And and then you see feel the pressure that well, 
everyone else is staying. So am I just going to sit here and browse the internet and go home when they go home? And this, this, I think that one can be relieved by explicit team agreements, right? You know, it's a case of well, you talk about the core hours. I need to make this meeting. These are, are going to be our core hours. This is what we need to achieve. And often, like looking about looking at time is a is a very bad way of judging each other's productivity, right? It's about what what you are achieving, and and as long as those agreements are in place, it's only in when those kind of agreements are not in place, then implicit agreements come into force, and those are like you know everyone's around, so I can't leave because we haven't agreed that actually this is what we need to achieve as individuals or team members, right? So that's. That, I think that on that's one hand. On the the other hand, where you know you're sat in a meeting and you're the one that has the the uh, opinion that is counter to others, right? Now this can be a quite like this could be the root of a lot of dysfunction. If you why do you have a why you feel that the, the opinion that you have. Let's say that your opinion is very well reasoned and it's the right opinion, objectively speaking, from our side. But then five other people have a very different opinion. Why is it that as a team, those five have a such a the wrong opinion and they are they have consensus on the wrong opinion? Why is that? Right? <laughs> and this <laughs> 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 right. Uh... So this is this in itself is a great big dysfunction, right? I mean, what's going on? So then you, you have to go back to like, wh wh where did this political line get drawn, right? And and why am I not part of that political spectrum, right? But joking aside, I think there is a bigger problem here, right? So either you have some information that none of them those have. And in that case, it's a case of like sharing that information and being reasonable. But even if when you share that information, and let's say that information was very well reasoned and very well presented, and they saw it and they still make the wrong decision, you know, there is a team dis level dysfunction there, right? Now, from a personal perspective, um, you know, I, I don't know how to, to relieve Well, that. so, so for, for me, like, uh, regardless of what kind of pressure, for me, the message is very clear and, and that's how it, regardless of what kind of pressure I perceived to, I perceived to be under, right? So I'm the one that needs to relieve that, right? Because mm -hmm. if I, if I don't do something about, I cannot just keep blaming everyone and be unhappy uh, at my desk. Yeah. So in all of those ones that you mentioned, the social one, well, you need to find the courage to expose yourself and say, hey, you know what, like, guys, like, I know that this is how we work here. Uh, I have a few commitments at home or this is not sustainable for me. Right. Whatever that reason might be, you don't need to give details. But what you need to do is to express yourself and say, like, look, what we do here is not working well for me. And you decide how much details you want to give, if any. But then you can say, look, this is not working well for me, but I know that that's how everyone is working. Can we have some agreements? So you can be the instigator of pushing to have that conversation. What you cannot do, well, the worst thing that you can do is, you know what, I don't like this culture. I don't like this, this, this social pressure. I don't like this other kind of pressures or how I'm treated and stuff. And then you just take it. And then at some point you say, I'm going to, resign and find another job. And that goes back to the conversation that we had in the last uh, 
uh, fireside chat because then this person will have if you act if you act like that you're going to have exactly the same problem in the next job right so so you will need to find a way to and uh, to relieve those pressure and that will imply you giving your opinion right that will imply you giving a solution making a proposal and also to listening to things. others and keeping exactly. an open mind and listening to others and understanding the, their the reasons their reasons and and kind of problem solving together you know yeah because not always those five people are the ones that are wrong right so if you are always in a group where every member of the group is wrong and you are the only one that is right you need to look inwards right <laughs> <laughs> just look inwards <laughs> no, no, I, I, I uh, so and, and i was thinking now you're talking about this because as consultants a lot of the time for instance you may have to say things that is not what you know the client wants to hear or it's not what everyone else is thinking that uh, should be done and so because it's part of your job <laughs> no if they at least if you want to do it well right um but you, but you i still think to, to, sorry sorry jose but on that point i think it's part of your job to say say the things that sh that are difficult but it's also part of your job to say them in a way that are taken in the nicest possible way exactly. that they can or in most constructive possible way that they can be taken exactly that's what i was going to that, that's what i was going right. to say now that that the you, you can still say it no without being confrontational without you know like there, there's many ways of of saying uh the same thing and there's there i think this can also segue into another area which is like you you can uh, take a step back and and not make it personal not you know like build that kind of wall so to speak no this is it's not my business right like my job here is to advise you know this is i think for this and the reasons that we should go in this direction these are the pros the cons whatever you know and then the decision needs to be made but it's not your decision to make and in, in and understanding that and being okay with that as well right um and and i feel that's that's also a, another aspect like being able to take a step back from work or whatever context is that is a kind of like you know creating all of those um inputs to your pressure no that are creating that that pressure and saying okay how much do i want this to affect me right exactly like you, I, we always say like uh we all need to go home and sleep right so because at the at, at some point if you are letting your work to impact you like when you go to when you go to bed uh you are the only person that can resolve that right because like you need to draw that line and stuff and and what you said this this is i think that i proved massively right so though i still go to bed thinking about certain things but it's not the same thing like I, i'm not like suffering for that i'm just excited about something but the the you need to be able to to draw that line and say you know what uh, it's time for me to stop for today because work is not never gonna end right work is something that never ends in our area so it ends when you decide okay that's enough for today and at that point you need to to relax and do other things that you like right so this is i got much better and, and and this point is uh, is actually a very philosophical one, I would say. It's how you decide to react 
uh, that you can control. I, at the beginning, we were talking about, you know, some people may have expectations and so on. Like you can't really go and you can influence them, right? Like you can explain and all yeah. these things, but they are the ones that need to change their expectations. And like, there's the, you're not going to brainwash them suddenly. And now they think whatever you think they, they, they need to think. But you can decide how you want these things to affect you. And you can control that. And this that this already goes into a more philosophical, you know, Zen, if you wanna if if you wanna go down that road, or the you know, stoicism and and so so on, right? So you there is this uh, I don't know if you've seen this video on YouTube of uh, you know, do you have a problem in life? Uh, it's a it's a Hindu one of these, you know. Uh, let's say religious speakers or whatever, right? And, and it's basically like, I have the perfect formula for you. You will not have any problems in your life anymore after you see this this graph that I'm going to show you, right? It's like, do you have a problem in life? Yes. Can you do something about it? Yes. Then why worry? No? <laughs> do you have a problem in life? Yes. No. Can you do something about it? No then why worry <laughs> so, so you will not worry <laughs> anyway no because if you if you are and this is a this is a perspective uh, change right it's like am i taking care of things then why am i worried am i doing my best then why am i worried if i didn't get there and i still did my best you know it was kind of out of my control then right yeah the, the, the only thing that I would complement is that that is this is very good for the, the, the self inflicted pressure and stuff like that. But then when we were talking about some uh, mainly when we are is the I think back to the beginning of the conversation, like when we have expectations from others that are not being that, you know, that your best or your work or your skills are not meeting those expectations. Yeah. And you can so lose your job. Yeah, but, but a lot of that pressure, and, and this is we learned a lot in consultancy mainly, like when you talk about client happiness and stuff, all of those things is all about expectation, right? So it's, it's doing a very good job so expectations are aligned. And once you align expectations, you reduce failure from the equation, right? So you, you align a lot of expectations, not only about how it's going to be delivered, but like how we are going to progress towards that and that if you're going to be able to change course as we progress so you are aligning all the expectations at all levels and we are reducing failure we are reducing pressure we are reducing surprises but but there is a lot of work in, in, in that needs that you need to do to establish that relationship that that working uh, ways of working uh so that the pressure is alleviated automatically but like uh you need to align with other people because if, if they are under you, why worry? But if they're above you and if you don't meet their expectations, they're going to fire. Well, uh, I would be a bit you worried. You need to be worried. <laughs> you're, on you're, you're on mute. But I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, if you're doing the best uh, that you can and they fire you, like, you know, what? If you if you perform worse, they would have fired yeah. you the same. You know what I mean? Like well, it's the best not, you like, can it means that you control. align the expectations as well, right? Exactly, so, exactly. Like yeah. if I know there's a uh, there's a problem in alignment expectations and I don't do anything about it, right? And I should Fair worry, yeah. you know. Then, then I should worry, right? Yeah. But if I know it is there and I'm and I'm handling it and so on, like w w what? 
like yeah. w- what is it that uh you know like yeah, have i done everything I could. Exactly, yeah. within your yeah. control is yeah. is the part that i that i feel is is important right like and that really you know it, it's a different no that, that's it, a very a good mindset. point yeah it, it's like have i done everything i could in this situation and then so okay so final words mesh anything from you as final wrap up um no, I, I, I think what the, the main thing is that, you know, it's pressure is, is an internal thing. Like there are many, many sources, both internal and external. And part of it was what Jose was just saying right now as well, right? It's, you know, you can do a lot of things about it and you should, and you should have, you know, empathy and all these tools that are available to you and, and you can use those to alleviate certain things and make keep things visible and fast feedback and get help from others and all those things will help relieving the pressure but at the end of the day a it's you you have agency and it's your responsibility to kind of you know help at least work as much as you can do uh, uh, what you can do about it you should do about it and what you can't do about it you should also train your brain so that you are forgiving of yourself as well. That you know you kind of go home and sleep as well. That at the end of the day, it is work, right? You yeah. get paid to do a job. You you're doing your best you can, and when you go home, you know that you do need to create some distance and let rest of your life come in as well. Yeah. Cool. Awesome, Jose. Uh, I would uh, invite people to read about uh, the Stoics and and Zen and all of that. So for Zen, maybe some of the books by Alan Watts uh, on you know like what is Zen and and that kind of stuff. And uh, for Stoicism, I I recently started reading um, a book called The Daily Stoic by Ray Ray or Raymond. I don't remember if you you look it up, but it's basically uh each day like a thought no uh, and and an analysis of that thought maybe you know it's, it's a marcus aurelius quote or something like that no uh taken to the present day no and how that can be translated to today and there's a lot of stuff in there not only not only for work but also for your daily life and stuff and i think it's quite interesting and a good way of you know coping with the pressure not only from work but from life as well <laughs> no? so yeah i invite people to to check those out cool yeah and i think that for me it's just like similar things that you guys already said like uh i think that if you are feeling under pressure you need to do something uh about it yourself and but that will normally means being brave having the courage exposing yourself talking to people like you cannot change the pressure if you don't push yourself out. Like just waiting for someone to notice and fix that for you, or take the easy route out. Oh, just gonna move somewhere else. Not gonna solve it. You're gonna suffer that again in the in the other place as well, right? So that's that. Just take ownership and try to and look inwards, right? So so when you feel that everyone is wrong and you are the only one right, and that is what, a trend. What is the common what is the common factor here? No? Exactly. <laughs> no places. Everyone is wrong. Every organization is wrong. Every team is wrong. Every man is wrong. Look inwards. Right. So cool. Okay. So if you enjoyed this this chat, as always, like subscribe to the channel, 
thumbs up, leave in the comments what you want us to discuss next or even any questions that you might have. And yeah, that's it for today. Yeah. Well, Thank one thing, yeah. uh, Sandra, uh, maybe it's worth mentioning that we may start uh, live streaming uh, this as we record, because we we recorded and that's it, right? So yeah. maybe now we'll we'll start doing that. So um, stay tuned. We'll probably you know put it out on Twitter or whatever if you want to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you would like us to live stream and really uh, want to interact, let us know as well. Uh, then, then, but because this is what we are considering right now, but it might happen. Cool. Thank you very much. See you next time, everyone. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye.